The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being, as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast once again. How are you, brother? Yes, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Peter. It's good to be back. Now, for the viewers and listeners that are like, what? I don't remember you having Scott on the podcast before. We'll, we'll rewind a couple of years, and uh, I was the focus <laughs> of, a, of, of a, um, a TGA investigation, I guess you, get, you could call it. Shakedown? Yeah, a little shakedown. So, In the US, uh, we call it a shakedown, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that sounds it. So. Um, I had your and your company's HBOTs or hyperbaric oxygen chambers um, promoting them on my website, along with essential oils from a beautiful man in America, uh, a few other things. And they they combed through all of the information on other people's websites like yourself and, and uh, the essential oils and... Yeah, I think it was four others. And mm. they picked out the claim like that peppermint oil could help with colds and flus or something. And, and that was a health claim. The hyperbaric mm. oxygen chambers had a health claim. And because I was promoting them on my website and an affiliate for, for some of these companies, um, yeah, I, I had a shakedown and they they charged me and fined me which I ended up paying. So um, one of the stipulations was I, I removed the podcast as mm-hmm. well that we had. Mm-hmm. So I've been wanting to get you back on and, and I wanted to just talk about, I guess, 
Um, so first off, apologies that we're doing this again, but I'm, I'm quite excited about the new <laughs> information that you want to share. But first off, I just want to talk about and, and give people an idea about the legalities and the journey that hyperbaric oxygen chambers and you as a doctor have had to go through and others around the world to be able to share the information. And I will just state, we're not going, I, I can't claim that this is a health benefit for anybody if, for whatever reasons. And, and I know I think they've they've actually made it illegal now for anybody to sell hyperbaric oxygen chambers in Australia to the public. I, I could be wrong with that, but maybe you want to give us an update about where hyperbaric oxygen chambers are around the world for, to, to the best of your knowledge. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer, actually, because it's really still the, the kind of the Wild West when it comes to hyperbaric therapy. There's, there's been a huge amount of interest over the last several years for lots of different reasons, uh, some in the news, some not in the news. But in general, we know what it does. It's, a, it's These are healing chambers. They help with optimization, recovery, performance. And they're just doing it by healing the body from the ground up, from the inside out, really. And when it comes to the different types of chambers available, um, there's different there's different types. There's there's mild types of units, the kind of soft-sided ones, that like inflatable that you could have in your home, for example. And there's more medical-grade ones where you can have go to a clinic. Some people do have these in their homes as well, but in general, they're in clinics and they go to deeper pressures, more oxygen, more pressure. And so every country is regulating these things differently. In the US right now, um, we are getting chambers flooded in the market from all different places around the world. We're getting them from China, getting them from Japan, getting them from East Asia, other places as well. And so, and a lot of these aren't regulated. They're not like RTGA equivalent, our FDA um, is not certifying these chambers, but they're coming in and they're flooding the market. Um, you also have chambers in the US that do have RFDA clearance. These are both the medical grade units and there are some of the soft-sided ones that do have them. Um, and those are the ones that you'll typically see in clinics. Um, and those have more of the sort of uh, the, the regulatory backing, let's call it. But in other countries like Australia, and I, these things are so, I think the the it's very difficult to know because they're, oh, they're moving targets is what it comes down to. You certainly can't make any health claims in a in a mild side unit, like in a unit that goes to 1.3 atmospheres, like a home unit kind of thing. There's really no medical claims you can make because we have research, we have um, some data there, but we don't have any conditions that are approved by the TGA or the FDA here in the US or insurance companies that would cover you to use a mild-sided unit. So. Again, it's 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 the wild west when it comes to the, their chambers are coming from everywhere to every location, um, but how they're regulated and how you can speak about it is still very nuanced. And unfortunately, you got a lot of flack uh, for just the timing of everything. I think Pete, unfortunately, at the time. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I was a target as. Uh, yeah, you know? I mean they, they were they were going after people in the U.S. They were selling vitamin C and things like that too. So I mean it was like it was a little ridiculous like in the early like in the early times in the pandemic. Um, and of course, now like, they've walked all those things back six or 12 months later, and everybody should be on vitamin C. Everybody should be taking vitamin D, right? But like, if you talked about in the beginning of the pandemic, you you, know, you get shut down by RFDA. So, mm. Let's do a recap then for probably the millionth time. Hyperbaric yeah. oxygen chamber. And and you had such a, uh, a beautiful way of explaining what it is. And just so anybody knows, because a lot of people are like, what is this? They talk about a HBOT or a hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Yeah, so real simple. It's two different things. We're increasing atmospheric pressure and we're increasing inspired oxygen. 
the combination brings more oxygen to the body. And so oxygen, we all know pretty well because we have to breathe it all the time. We don't know that there's only 21% oxygen in the air that you're breathing at sea level. I'm in Colorado these days. And so I'm about 5,000 feet or maybe what, 2,000 meters or 1,000 meters above sea level. And so I'm at about 16% oxygen here, but that does all that you and I need to maintain our physiologic function because we have these things called red blood cells in our body. Red blood cells carry oxygen from the lungs where they get taken up and they get delivered to all the tissues that we need it. And they do a really good job of this. Each red blood cell has 250 million of something called the hemoglobin molecule. Hemoglobin can carry four oxygen molecules each. So you have 1 billion oxygen molecules per red blood cell getting carried through your body at any one time. So in general, we're doing a really good job of carrying this oxygen. We can actually measure this. This is something called your pulse oximeter, the thing you put on your finger that measures how much oxygen you have. That's actually measuring how many sites are saturated with oxygen on those red blood cells of hemoglobin. So if it's 96%, 96% of those sites are saturated, 100%, 100% of those sites are saturated. So most of us are doing a really good job of that already. So how can you increase your oxygen carrying capacity? Like if you, if you want more oxygen in the system, there's only a couple of ways to do it, okay? The, uh, the first way to do it, and the most common way that's done in like elite athlete doping Lance Armstrong world is taking something called a hormone called epigen, which increases the number of red blood cells in circulation. So if you increase the number of red blood cells in circulation, you're going to increase your oxygen carrying capacity. Um, and you can do that by taking a drug like epigen. You can actually give yourself a transfusion of red blood cells right before a race, and that'll increase your oxygen carrying capacity. That's been done before. Um, and But that's increasing the number of red blood cells. You also can come to altitude. You can come to Colorado for, with me. Uh, for uh, I saw your tongue. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but you're also... Um, if you go to altitude, you're also releasing that same hormone, right? Because that same hormone epigen gets released when you're at altitude, you make more red blood cells basically. And so, but there's another way to increase the, the amount of oxygen in circulation, and that's by diffusing it in the liquid of, the, of your bloodstream, the plasma. There's very little oxygen in the plasma itself, but by increasing the amount of atmospheric pressure, we can drive more oxygen in circulation. And then as a result, no matter if you're 96 or 100% saturated on your red blood cells, we can get another 1,200% more in, depending on the type of chamber, to get increased amount of oxygen in circulation. And it's the pressure that's the key, so that we increase and we simulate the pressure you'd feel under a certain amount of seawater. We dive you simulated 33 feet of seawater, for example, or 15 feet of seawater, all that pressure above you is a very, very heavy, and that heaviness that drives that oxygen from a gaseous form to a liquid form in your plasma, so liquid O2 free-floating in your plasma itself. So to back up, we're just increasing the amount of atmospheric pressure, increasing the amount of oxygen you breathe, and driving a lot more oxygen in circulation. Jeez, you've gotten good at that. Yeah, I've done it a couple <laughs> times since I've seen you last, yeah. <laughs> It's so fascinating because over the last few years, I've interviewed different people about so many different, I guess, modalities or tools that we have to increase our cellular function and our, our, our red blood cells. And some of the techniques are breath work. Yep. And that... Um, guys that have researched this uh, to the nth degree that talk about this, talked about, uh, I just had a fellow on the other day talking about uh, chlorine dioxide as well as another form of increasing um, the information or, or cellular function. And I don't 
you don't need to talk about this if you don't want to, but also uh, I think methylene blue and all of these, there's, there seems to be so many different ideas on how to optimize our bodies. And I guess that's right, right. biohacking think, or yeah. body hacking. Yeah. Yeah, Tell I mean, me. my follow my follow up to that would be this. I think that it's really awesome what hyperbaric therapy does, right? It, it gets all this oxygen circulation. That sounds great, but what are you doing with all that oxygen? Right, you're trying to make energy, and that's what oxygen's there for. We make energy because we have oxygen. We make ATP, which is our cellular currency. So, to take a step back, we're giving this body, your body, my body, all this extra oxygen. So we have to be able to utilize it. If we don't, what happens? Or if we do actually utilize it in higher quantities, what happens with all the products of energy metabolism? These are called our waste products or reactive oxygen species. Are, uh, the, so we, when you make ATP, you make water, you make carbon dioxide, and you make reactive oxygen species. You make like hydrogen peroxide, for example, or hydroxyl radicals and other kinds of things like that. These are signaling molecules. These work really well in small doses, but if you have a lot of those floating around, it causes a lot of inflammation and a lot of mitochondrial dysfunction potentially, which leads to a lot of different other kinds of issues that are more macro level. You can't think, you can't move, you can't, everything's in pain. Like these are related to, a lot of it's related to mitochondrial dysfunction. So, you know, for me, Pete, when I always think about this stuff, it's, you know, as a physician and as like have that I've created a framework over the years, it's like, can you make energy effectively? Thank you. Things like methylene blue, for example, which is a fantastic mitochondrial optimizer, and uh, which you're sporting today so beautifully with that tongue of yours. Um, <laughs> uh, there it goes. So, um, but I, that's how I think about all these things. I'm like, okay, so how is this particular compound practitioner therapy technology going to work in a way to optimize cellular function, right? And then what are we doing to help do that in a more integrative way? So like if it's a hyperbaric chamber, I'm throwing a whole, a whole bunch more energy in, this, in the system. Okay, so I have to make sure that you can make energy well. I have to make sure that we can get that energy made where we want it to go. Like, so for example, if you hurt your shoulder, you want to do something that you're going to be focused on your shoulder in there, right? So like, you know, getting like a low level light therapy pad on or something, or doing a massage gun, or getting injections of PRP there, or stem cells or whatever, like you're making, you're giving like a, a localized stimulus for this area to heal, right? So that, that's how I think about this. It's like I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions experiences and conclusions nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose treat cure or prevent any medical condition neither pete evans nor any sponsor endorse any views opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast